Happy New Year. No matter where you're watching from, we are so glad that you decided to tune in today to kick off the very first Sunday of 2022. That sounds weird just saying that date. <laughs> Last week, Pastor Jim started a series called Bless, Five Everyday Ways to Love Your Neighbor and Change the World. If you missed that week, you, can, you may want to take some time and uh, catch up on YouTube. We're, we're taking five weeks to give you five things to think about each day to help you to become a better neighbor to those around you. We'd really like this to become a habit. Now, every year, as people head into the new year, I find that there are two types of people. You know, people who make New Year's resolutions and those who don't. <laughs> I think that those who don't, who, who don't make resolutions, were ones who used to make them, but don't anymore. They know that for some of them, it only lasts a few weeks. These new habits only last for, last for a few weeks, and then they're back to their old habits and their old selves, and it gets depressing. So people make a goal not to make any goals, and they achieve that goal every year. But those of you who do make goals, they're usually goals like this. You know, I want to eat healthier. I want to get more exercise. I want to drink less coffee and drink more water. I'll be more patient with my kids, and I don't want to be disappointed when the Canucks lose. <laughs> they're mostly about you becoming a better you. Today, I don't, want to I don't want to talk about saving money or losing weight or getting in better shape or reading more books. Now, those are all good things. If this is something you've been trying to do this year. I hope you're successful. But what I would like for us to try and do th this year is, is think of what if we did something in our lives that benefited someone other than us? One of the questions that I've been challenged with in these last few years is this question. If every one of my prayers was answered, would I be the only one that benefited? I found that most of my prayers have to do with me and my family. You know, God bless me, keep me safe and my family safe and my family safe. And God, don't let that policeman pull me over. <laughs> I think that praying for you and your family is important. But I don't think that God just came to bless people who just know him right now. We all want to be we we want to get better personal habits. For the most part, they only benefit you. You want to be better, better you to benefit you. But what would it look like for us to start new habits to benefit the people, the other people in your life? This is why we're talking about the blessed practices, the blessed principle. It's not something that you think about once, but something that you try and make up practice. If we could take this blessed practice to heart, even the first practice that Pastor Jim talked about last week, just beginning our, our days with prayer, we would find that we would start seeing the needs the world has that aren't ours, and we could do something about them. Last week, we were challenged that part of our calling as people of God is to be a blessing everywhere we go. One of the biggest mistakes that we make in our society is that, is, is that when we're given something, we, we think it's all for us. In the book of Genesis, the very first book in the Bible, there was a man named Abraham. Now today, today he's known as the father of a great nation, but he didn't start out as a father. Before he had any children, maybe Abraham and his Sarah were known as the really, really old couple who didn't have any kids. And that wouldn't have been a good reputation. Because back then, when you had a lot of kids, you were viewed as being blessed by God. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, the author recorded a promise from God to Abraham. And this is what he writes. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous. And you will be a blessing to others. God tells Abraham that he's been blessed to be a blessing. I love the fact that God asked Abraham to bless them, not convert them. If you take a look at the Gospels as well, Jesus blessed as well. Yeah, I don't think that he looked to convert people into his way of thinking, but his blessing led people to believe in him. 
But in this story, the message was clear. Abraham, you're going to be a great you're going to be a great nation, and some amazing things are going to be given to you, but all these things that, that you get are not just for you. I think this is something that we need to work on. When God blesses us, we often think that it's just for us. But here God tells Abraham, I've done this for you, so you can pass it on. So over these next few weeks, we're going to ask, What if God has placed us in the neighborhood, our jobs, the schools we study, the sports teams we play on, to be an extension of his grace? What if we approached each interaction with others as an opportunity to point them in the direction of a better life with Jesus? Over these next few weeks, we're going to be looking at the word bless and bringing out something from each letter to help us and and how we can bless those we come in contact with every day. We want to bless those we live, work, learn, and play with. Now, just to be clear, we're not wanting you to add to your life, but we're, we are looking for you to live your life similar to how Jesus lived his. He blessed people and introduced grace to them. Last week, Pastor Jim talked about the letter B, which stood for begin with prayer. He wanted us to pray for those we thought we might run into that day and pray for Jesus to be present in the places you visit and the conversations that you have. How different would your view of the people you live, work, study, and play with be if you just prayed for them daily? You beginning with prayer is how, is how, how the mission and how, how you do the mission and how, the, how you discover the mission. This week, we're looking at the second letter L in the word bless. L stands for listen. I think for the most part, Christians are known for their talking rather than their listening. People know us more for what we say rather than how we make them feel when we talk to them. Now, don't get me wrong, proclaiming the good news about Jesus is really important. But maybe for us to make a difference in the lives around us, it doesn't start with the words that we say, but the message we communicate. Now, you might be thinking, Troy, what's, what's the difference? Are, are you just playing with those words? No, maybe. maybe. Maybe we need to show pe- people what Jesus is like before we tell them what he did for them. I know that people who are loved are more likely to be open to hear what you have to say. Last week, we may have heard that if you are praying for them, you'll probably find that you love them just a little bit more. But another one of the ways you can show them that you love them is just to listen to them, to really listen. We know that for you to bless your neighbors, the the relationship often starts with you just listening to them. Now, you and I live in a world where we don't often listen to each other. Now, listening is really a tough skill to master. Many times, We aren't really listening, we're pausing to think about what to say next. Now, not to mention that we live in a very, very noisy world. There are hundreds of sounds that you hear all the time and you just ignore. I hate to think of all the things we miss when we're talking to people, but we don't really hear what they're saying because we're just really not listening. And that's the problem. If people don't feel heard, they don't feel loved. Now, there are a few times in the life of Jesus where Jesus paused his busy day, listened to what was going on around him, and changed a life. (laughs) We're going to look at one of those stories from the book of Luke. You can turn to Luke chapter 18 now if you'd like to, if you have your Bibles or log on with your smartphones. When we read through the stories of Jesus, we see Jesus doing some amazing things, you know, healing people, feeding people, but in some ways that's just meeting their physical needs. Often. As we look at some of these stories, we miss the average everyday interactions with others that Jesus had, where he didn't do anything miraculous. Jesus just 
pauses his day and looks at someone in the eye and simply listens to them. Maybe the most impact you can make on someone else's life is just to listen. Maybe God is asking us to do something ordinary, just ordinary to impact the lives around us. Maybe God is encouraging us to truly listen to those we come in contact with in our everyday lives, in the mundane moments when we're, when we're in the presence of someone else. If we can really understand how to listen, we can change someone's life just by giving them our undivided attention and truly listening to what's going on with their hearts and in their minds. But let's get back to Luke. Now, just a reminder for some of you, the, the author of Luke was someone who never got to meet Jesus, but was someone who carefully investigated and probably interviewed many of the eyewitnesses and wrote an accurate account of the stories floating around at the time. Now, he interviewed people who were there. He wanted to make sure that this Jesus story was passed on to the next generation. So let's pick up Luke's account in Luke chapter 18, verse 35. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he asked what was happening. Now, imagine what it's like to be a blind beggar on the side of the road. With anyone that comes your way, you think it's an opportunity to hopefully get something for your survival. I'm sure, I'm sure in your travels around town, you see this as well. People at the exits of the freeways or intersections looking for handouts. I'm sure this situation that Jesus was in wasn't much different. And I'm sure that this wasn't the only beggar that wanted something from Jesus along this journey. I can only imagine that this would have been a noisy crowd. The city was packed. And Luke even records that the, that, that the crowd that they, were, that they were traveling with was making some noise. There would have been a lot of going on in that space and a lot of people trying to get Jesus' attention. Now, when I read this passage... I can only imagine it being simpler to a movie star going down the red carpet through a crowd. You know, have you seen that with the cameras, the cameras clicking and people yelling, hey, look over here, take your glasses on, put your glasses off. It, to me, it's a little weird. <laughs> but if you're in the crowd that day with Jesus, with all that noise, if you were Jesus, how, how do you know what others are saying? How do you know what to pay attention to? But for some reason, Jesus stopped for him. Jesus was listening for something and caught and something caught his attention. Now, I don't know if he was planning on healing that day. We know he was on his way to Jericho where he was going to participate in the Passover feast. He was on his way to a party. People, people were probably waiting for Jesus to show up. Now, if I were Jesus, I might have thought, I don't want to have anyone to wait for me. Let's, let's keep going to the party. Let's, let's keep going. But Jesus thinks different. The story continues in verse 37. They told him that Jesus the Nazarene was going by. Now, I'm not sure what this would mean to the average person, but this meant something to this blind beggar. For some reason, he knew about Jesus. Jesus' reputation was out there. Maybe one of his friends ran into Jesus and something miraculous happened. This blind beggar was going to let this opportunity, maybe a life, a lifetime, an opportunity of a lifetime pass him by. So he began shouting, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He wanted to get his attention, but the crowd had a different idea. Verse 39, be quiet, the people in front of him yelled, but he only shouted louder, son of David, have mercy on me. I love this guy's resolve. Let's hit the pause on this story. We have this crowd walking with Jesus, which are probably making a lot of noise, even as they travel. 
Then we have this blind beggar yelling at Jesus, trying to get his attention. Then Luke tells us that the people leading the way start to yell at the man as well. So that makes him yell even louder. (laughs) So much yelling and so much noise. Out of all of this noise, for some reason, Jesus heard him. He heard that one voice that needed him. Reminds me of a parent being able to pick up their kid's cry in a crowded room or a trained mechanic that knows what that knock is in your engine. Out of, the, out of the commotion, Jesus heard this man's shout. When Jesus heard him, verse 40 says, he stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. I'm sure the crowd settled down right away and wondered, what, what is Jesus going to do? What, what's he going to say? As the man came near, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Have you ever thought, why did Jesus ever ask this question? Jesus, you, you know the guy's blind. Isn't it, isn't it obvious? Didn't you hear him? Jesus, what would you ask for if you were blind? I think that we miss this if we don't pause and ask why Jesus asked this question. I think that this question tells us something about the character of Jesus. Jesus shows us that we shouldn't assume to know what people need. To clarify that, he asks a good question and he listens. Jesus asks, what do you want me to do for you? He didn't assume. He asks clarifying questions. He pauses his day and shows respect and dignity to this one man. To really get to know those around us, we need to ask good questions and then listen to the answers. I think we need to get beyond the how are you questions. Most of us know that question is just a greeting and it usually goes nowhere. (laughs) Maybe just one of my pet peeves. Have you ever asked that question to a total stranger and they they tell you the truth? You know, actually, I'm doing terrible. I don't want to know that. But I don't know about you, but if that happens more than once with someone I sort of know, I stop asking that question to that person. (laughs) Another easy conversation to talk about is the weather. For the most part, our conversation, we don't get into a deep conversations where we learn about someone else. So how can we go deeper and ask good questions and go beyond the how are you and pretty rainy out there? Now, these are good places to start, but I hope you have some relationships that you go beyond the standard greeting about talking about the weather. As you get to know people, get them to open up to you by asking good questions, questions where they can share as much or as little as they want. Learn to ask good questions and then listen. There are many questions that you could ask, but what if you started with a simple one like, what's your story? Find out where people are from and where they've lived, where they were born. You can find out a lot about people when you know what they've experienced. Now, I know you will not be able to go deep with everyone you run into, but what would it look like just to ask better questions? When I read the stories of the Gospels, I see Jesus doing a lot of great things. But one of the gifts that we overlook is his ability to ask great questions and then take a step back and just listen. In fact, Jesus asked 307 questions and only answered three of them. (laughs) The rest of the time he just listened. We need to ask good questions and listen. In this story we read, Jesus didn't assume he knew what the man wanted and we shouldn't either. We shouldn't assume who people are or what they want without getting to know them. So we need to ask good questions and listen to others. Let's pick up the story. And at the end of verse 41, Lord, this blind beggar said, I want to see. And Jesus says, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Instantly, the man could see and he followed Jesus, praising God. And all who saw it praised God too. We see Jesus pause, 
ask a good question, and really listen to what they say and act. Maybe one of the tools that we need to get better at in being a better neighbor is to understand what it really means to listen. What if we lived out our lives like most people don't want our expertise, but they want to be heard and known and know that you care? When was the last time you took the time and heard what your neighbor had to say? Many times we have this idea for us to truly make an impact in someone's life. We need to take care of their physical needs. You know, we need to see them healed or feed them. But maybe we can learn to live an extraordinary life by treating people with dignity and listening to them. Asking good questions is the key to get to know someone. True listening might be the kindness and the most loving thing that you can do for someone. Most people will talk about themselves when given the chance. But listening Really listening is a great way to gain favor with others around you. Let's pray. Father, I pray that this year would be a year where we truly gain a heart for those around us. We would truly learn what it means to begin each day and pray for those we come in contact with each and every day. But Lord, I also pray that it would be an opportunity for us to listen to the people around us. We would ask good questions and we would really hear what people are saying. We would hear their heart. We'd hear the words underneath the words. So God, we thank you for the opportunity to listen to our neighbors even this week. Help this to be a habit. Help this to be a great practice that we do in truly listening to others. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Here's the question of the day. An opportunity for you to reflect on what, you've been ta- what we've been talking about today. So talk about this question with the people you're watching with or think about it on your own. Here's the question. Think of a time when you felt heard by someone else. What did that other person do to make you feel like that? How can you do that for others? Take a moment and do that right now. Now, for you to really listen to people, this is going to cost you some time. What would it look like when you walk in your neighborhood to to look and see who God brings your way? What would it look like to have a chat with someone in your neighborhood and just to get to know them? Maybe it's taking a few minutes and talk with that same barista that you see every day. Take, take the time and hear what they have to say. Find out what concerns them. Find out what makes them mad. Find out what makes them cry. I wonder, I wonder if we understand that, that we can be a huge gift to others just by listening to their heart. One of the most practical, powerful ways we can be a blessing is to simply listen. Listen to people. Listen to your community, listen to your coworkers, listen to your classmates and your neighbors. When was the last time you asked that single mom who lives near you how she's really doing or stopped what you were doing to give your undivided attention to the person in the cubicle next to you? When was the last time you slowed down enough to listen to the cashier who casually mentioned that her husband was hospitalized? Listen to the hurt, listen to the needs, and listen to the pain of the people in our lives. Listen to their stories and discover what they really need. May 2022 give you the opportunity to work for many of the things that you're looking for this year. But may it also be a year where we continue to bless the people around us, the people that we see every day, the people that we are learning to love. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8 says this, And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So happy new year. Thanks for joining us today. Hopefully we'll see you back here next week.